Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh my God, that was really almost an impossible segment for me to get through because I've been dying waiting to find out (laughs) (laughs) who Blake Snell turned down in free agency. Scraby told me that he had... Turned down a massive free agent offer and wouldn't give up the information going into the break. The break. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. To, I had him in a headlock over there, and he. <laughs> I said no. Nope. He refused to give up the info. Said, "Sir, you can headlock me all you want." Yeah, not refused to give up the info, so we can all find out together here in a few moments. Five hundred one is the time. Chris Sello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Mr. Scraby on Gwynn and Chris. Uh, coming up is a fantabulous sports game show. Oh. And it's about 10 minutes away. Oh. Tony has been the champ throughout 2024 and going back to the last couple of matchups in 2023. We'll the see champ you is today. It's, uh, it's going to be a lengthy game, guys. 22 correct answers oh. today. Yowzers. Wow. Uh, but I think you guys will be able to race through it relatively quickly. Ooh, I, I think your, your guy, Cal Shanahan, has done it again. Uh-oh. Chris. Oh, no. Uh, apparently, he was asked... Something along the lines of uh, preparation for <laughs> Cowboys and Packers. And he made the comment that they started prepping for the Packers in the second quarter of that of that oh, game. Oh, boy. Probably not the best <laughs> thing you could have needed to say. I mean, you could have left it. It would have been better left unsaid, right? right? Yeah, I mean, there's just no, no need to take You're, it. You could just say we, we started. That's just taking a shot we're, at we're, the Cowboys. We're prepping for well, the I Packers. Have, I have no problem taking a <laughs> shot at the Cowboys. I know you don't have any problem with it. If I was the Cowboys, I'd feel a little I mean, some type I of wish, way about I that. wish that reporter from New Orleans was there asking the questions because he would have followed, well, I, I think this is going to be a problem oh, oh, oh. You know, the next time you face this team. Yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that probably it, didn't. He could have left it unsaid. He could have left it. You know. Could have left it unsaid. Well, they. I mean, we're always telling guys that they need to be more honest on the <laughs> on the podium. So hey, he's being honest. But come on, who wasn't thinking this game's over in the second? Everybody quarter? was. We're just. We're not potentially going to be playing the Cowboys down the road. And <sighs> that's next year. Not saying it. It's next year. <laughs> well, these teams have memories like elephants. Yes, you they know that. Do. Well, it doesn't matter. The Cowboys cannot win in the playoffs. That is also true. <laughs> that is also true. Well, the Cowboys are going to have a new coach by next year anyway. You think? I, I, did, yes, did you hear, I think. It was funny starting to see the rumor mill take place about the Cowboys. And the thought of Bill Belichick hooking up with Jerry Jones is is so funny on so many different counts. Because they are like polar opposites of what Jerry wants in a head coach and what Bill wants in an owner. 
<laughs> Bill true. just came from Kraft, who doesn't seem to get involved with any of that stuff unless he is like asked to get involved. Does Jerry have his hand in everything? <laughs> That's what I hear, at least. <laughs> Although Belichick might like like the fact that he could lose a playoff game and have no one stick a microphone in his face after the that, game. That part he would love. That, that he, he doesn't have to right? do interviews. Yeah, because Jerry Jones does it all. They, they kept showing. i got to be honest with you. Now that is good television. Showing Jerry Jones. Showing Jerry Jones <laughs> after the Packers run 90 yards for a touchdown. That is good television. Bad television is every time Travis Kelsey dropped a pass the other night. Yeah, that's true, too. Showing Taylor Swift. I mean, he dropped, what, four? There was a little uh, 49er influence in that game. What's How so? that? You didn't see that, huh? I, I was watching it loosely. but So the jackets that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes wore were made by the fullback's wife for the 49ers. Oh, yes, Kyle Juszczyk's wife. Yeah. I did see this. Yeah, she pretty, did make them. They were them. pretty sweet. They, I mean, if you watched her, like, take these jerseys that were actual jerseys and build them into these jackets. Did not know that. It was pretty sweet. If I'm Kyle Juszczyk, Good I'm information, little... Tony. Where, yeah. did you, where did you get that? It was all over Was that a TMZ thing? <laughs> no, it was TMZ is the only one that was, ever has it was, insight like that. It was that. on Instagram, and I, I can imagine the moment this, the – was that a, was that that wasn't the Peacock game, was it? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. So yeah. the moment the Peacock cameras turned over, I'm sure uh, his wife's product uh, just went through the roof. And once there they is saw, a, yeah. um, as soon as uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift wears it, on. Sh- yeah. well, yeah, because Taylor Swift wears it. Forget it. The there was a uh, small business in Kansas City that was selling like I don't know what you call them a thrift 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 clothes. I don't know what you call them. What do you call them? Thrift you, clothes. Like when you go into a shop and you just kind of buy old clothes and you Oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, thrift shopping. Okay, thrift yeah. shopping, duh. Go. Thrift clothes. Uh, so I answer. guess this Kansas City a business doesn't get big orders, but someone ordered like a bunch of stuff one day and they found out it was Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift ends up wearing one of their clothing items on TV and their store just went like thousands of percent up after right after that. She's so it's not- a Taylor Swift effect. She's not a businesswoman. She's a business. Yes. I will herself. agree with that. Yeah. I will agree By with that. By the way, uh, thanks. <laughs> Chris just rolled his eyes. <laughs> thanks even more to uh, the National Broadcasting Corporation and the National Football League. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this as well. But when the first game on Saturday was at Cleveland and Houston, when that was over, NBC had the post game show. So they had about an hour to kill between the post game and the start of the Peacock telecast. Well, they just put the camera on Tony Dungy and all of those guys in Kansas City on on the network NBC. They kept it there for the first half hour of the game. So if you didn't have Peacock, you could watch the first couple of possessions on NBC. They did that intentionally to try and get people hooked into the game of course who hadn't did. yet bought the Peacock stream. That's just Sorry good. now, but we're switching it all over to Peacock. <laughs> Here's how to order. I mean, that's good I mean they just did it everything is. they could to squeeze that six bucks out of us. That is good business, It is good Chris. business. It is. Because we, when we tell people... <laughs> it's brilliant, right? They got a station that's on cable. We're going to keep it here. Keep them here. Don't turn away from it. Keep it there another that's 30 right. minutes. Here's the first drive. Oh, you want to watch more? 
Oh, we'll get, well, we'll get you another drive. We'll tell you how you can watch the second drive. <laughs> Sign up for Peacock. You can do it in just a moment. This get is your no, credit card out. This is no different than ESPN Plus because uh, you know how many times I've hit the paywall with ESPN Plus before, and then I sign in, and I'm only allowed to watch Atlanta Hawks things because it's under Adam's <laughs> name. <laughs> All right, I can't wait any longer. Who did Blake Snell turned down and what did he turn down scraby well according to reports blake snell was offered a contract by the new york yankees and he turned it down because it wasn't at least 240 million dollars the reports are saying from bob nightingale they offered him around 100 million dollars less and i believe i brought it up earlier on the show but the yankees apparently offered him five years 150 million dollars which pays him 30 million a year and he said no he wants at least $240 $240 million. 240 over more than five years. Though. I would hope so. But I would still. hope so. I All don't right. know. Well, I yeah. I mean, I don't blame Blake Snell for holding out to try and get that. I mean, after what Yamamoto got, Blake Snell's a two-time Cy Young Award winner. Word. But Word. who is going to pony it up? You said you didn't think Blake Snell would sit out the season under... You didn't say under any circumstances, but you said it would be pretty unlikely. I think it would be unlikely. But I think for him to pitch this year, he's going to have to take less than he wants. I don't think anyone's going to come I, up to I, that, I that don't, figure for I him. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I, I do. I really think that Yamamoto really complicated his, his free agency. For sure. Him getting up over 300 when that was not even close to the number people were talking. I mean, I we're know. talking about like 150 less. You know, it was they weren't talking those type of numbers, but uh, rightfully so. After coming off of a second Cy Young, I, I'm Blake. As long as I'm willing to sh- strap in and, and sit down for a little bit, yeah, go, go try to get as much as you possibly can. I, people I, don't like when I bring this up because people people don't like like in a situation like this, Blake Snell. All right, he apparently reportedly turned down 150 million dollars over five years, and people say. How could you possibly turn that down? Why do you need more than 150 million? It's not about the why. answer to the question is not that 150 right. million. The answer to that question is if you in your job were better than the person over there and you knew that they were making 200,000 a year and you knew you were only making 50,000 a year you would feel some type of way. You 100%. All of us would. We all would. All all of us would. Every single one of us. So we would go into management and say, that guy stinks compared to me. (laughs) I want at least 200 to get even with that. You may not need 200, but since that guy's making it, you want to. That's the answer to your question as to why these athletes, enough is never, quote, enough. Right, because it's not about the why or... You know, if you feel like you're better, you want as much or more. Yeah, and Blake Snell clearly has more credentials than Yamamoto. Not even a contest. No. So it's just so weird how the game of baseball works. That's right. Very strange. Like Lee gets 113 million dollars with the Giants. Hassan Kim, who's proven himself, gets eight million dollars from the Padres this year, and that's you know that'll be the that'll be the thing that everybody's watching. Well, not everybody, at least Padre fans will be watching. I like, will be. This guy got this amount of money. How much better of a player is he than Hassan Kim? We don't know because most of us who are having this conversation have never seen him play, but we will. 
was it uh September or no I said September April nope March twenty eighth I think so opening day here In, oh opening day here Let here me see. San Diego I think it's March twenty eighth you were correct against Boom. the San Francisco Giants and Boom. Bob Melvin coming back to town oh yeah that part too is Bob Melvin the manager of the Giants now yes he is I know he is but it just you know, got to remind ourselves. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break here, a little tad early, so that we can leave room for the fantabulous game show, which comes up next on Gwen and Chris. Hey, all you beautiful people out there! It's time to play one of our favorite games of the week. All right, we, we like, like to call, call it. it. Ooh, I'm a go. Chris's fantabulous sports game show. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, let's play. We're going to get right to it today. <laughs> we have uh, 22 correct answers, so there's a lot of uh, correct ones, guys. I think you guys will race through it pretty good, but it's going to get difficult down by the wire. 22 different quarterbacks have been named Super Bowl MVP. Oh, gosh. 22. Guys in yes, the history yes, of the yes, sport have been yes, named yes, Super Bowl yes. MVP. They play the quarterback position. Your job to name them. Scraby, you have the uh, option whether to go first or to let Tony go first. Three strikes and you're out. Shouldn't matter because then the same result happens every time. Yes, that's true. With that attitude, <laughs> chances probably increased. Um, I guess I will. I'll just go first today. Name a Super Bowl quarterback MVP. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, correct. Do you know how many won just for the hell of it? Four? Five. Wow. Isn't that something? Five times MVP. All right, Scraby's on the board. Tony. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> he won how many? Anyone? Three. Three, correct. I Very didn't know good. that one. Yeah. They're the only two that have won more than two. Uh, Scraby, you're up as we name Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks. Get that monkey left. off this man's back, Steve Young. Steve Young. Six touchdown passes. I guess he would be MVP of that Do you remember game. why I said that? After the game, he said, can someone pull this monkey off my back? I remember him saying that. I didn't recall him having that bad of a monkey, though. That's probably why I don't remember. No, no, the thing was. Because the 49ers won everything. They just they lost a couple games to Dallas. Yes, they couldn't and get so to the Super Bowl. so they said he couldn't win the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Steve yeah, Young yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> All right, two to one, Scraby. Tony, Super Bowl MVP winning quarterbacks. Uh, how about Broadway Joe? Broadway Joe Namath going way back in the way back machine. Super Bowl three, Broadway wow, Joe. Pretty good. That was correct. He did win MVP that year. Jets upset the Colts. Greatest upset in sports history, maybe. All right, 2-2. Scrabby. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, most recent. Very good. He's won two. He's already got two. That's pretty good. That is really How many good. years has he been in the league? Like five? Since like 2018, maybe? Yeah. And I said earlier he's playing his first road playoff game this week. That's not 100% true. He did play a road playoff game in the Super Bowl oh, against yeah. Tampa Bay. Neutral site. That, yeah, that's neutral site. It's it? neutral site, but it was in Tampa Bay against Tampa Bay. Oh, I Remember see. That? I see. I see. And yes. Uh, yes. he lost that game. But, uh, yes, for all intents and purposes, his first road playoff game is coming up. All right, three to two. Tony? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Good one. Bradshaw, one, two. I think they stole one from John Stallworth one year and gave it to Bradshaw. <laughs> that's my own opinion. 3-3. Uh, three, three. guys are doing good, but uh, it's going to get a little thinner here. Yes, it will. 16 correct answers left. Um, what about Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco? Yeah, that's right. Joe Flacco was the MVP of that Super Bowl against your 
Bang, bang, he was, game. Uh, he was the Texans MVP on Saturday. <laughs> he didn't hurt the Texans. All right, very good. It is getting streaming. thin right now. <laughs> Already getting thin, Tony says. Four to three, 15 left. Super Bowl MVP winning quarterbacks. Did Troy get one? Did Aikman get one? I don't know. Are you asking yeah. or telling? No, I'm telling. You're going for it. He got one. Yeah. That's correct. Troy Aikman. Oh, Troy. I thought you said Detroit. Nope. Troy Aikman got no, a Super Bowl MVP. I don't have it in front of me which year he was MVP, but he did get one. I have the list here. All right. So it's 4-4. Scraby, on you go. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> That's you. the whole idea of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to go in the way back machine. Bart Starr. Going way back to Super Bowls 1 and 2? Yeah. That's before you were born? Oh, way, way back. before. Way I was before. Born. 1966, like, yeah. Oh, 19 years before I was born. Barely. Your dad was barely born. That's true. All right. Uh, that's correct. Bart Starr won the first two Super Bowl MVPs. Funny they don't name it the Star Award for the it, Super Bowl MVP like they do the they Lombardi should. for the other trophy. All right. 5 4, Tony. Uh, Tony's struggling a little more than I thought. Or earlier than I thought. Uh, are you telling or saying? Or, <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Not saying Brett oh, wow. Favre. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going Brett Favre. Brett Favre. How many Super Bowls did Brett win? I believe he won one. He, he was won not one. the uh, MVP of that Super Bowl. <laughs> yes! Desmond, Desmond Howard! That's Desmond why Howard. He returned the kick! That's why I started to pull it back. Yeah. Should have pulled it all the way back. Brett Favre, not a Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback. Scraby finds new life. Here we go, baby. As he takes Here a 5 go, four lead. Bird. All right, Scrape. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, very good. Yeah, Peyton Manning got one. He's got. He's on there. Six to four. Scraby's in a in a rare position of uh, command. For oh, the I'm moment. not going to celebrate yet. Don't celebrate yet. All right, uh, Tony. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Mm. Tony bounces back with a correct answer. That's a good one. I always remember that picture of. I wonder how old that kid is now that had the earmuffs on when. Oh, he's you know he's, the super. He's, he's probably he's like team, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, playing some baseball probably. All right, six to five. Tony trails. Tony also has a strike. There are eleven correct answers. That means there was eleven remaining. Scraby. What about Eli Manning? Eli Manning, yeah, right. He won two. He's in double figures and super. Eli Manning. The fight, it's one of those weird stat things. The two years he won the Super Bowl, he was untouchable in the playoffs. I don't believe he ever won another playoff game. He was eliminated every other year. But once he got going, he kept it going. All right, seven to five, Tony. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's a good mm. guess. That's correct. Kurt Warner. That's a really good For the one. Rams. The greatest show on turf. All right, seven to six, mm. nine correct answers left. Scraby, is it getting tough for you yet? It, it certainly is. Okay, um, you don't have any strikes yet. I'm going to name my back pocket guy because I got no one else right now, but okay. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, yeah, he Good got call. it. Unbelievable, Nick Foles. He, when you when you look at this list of names, that's the one that doesn't belong. <laughs> it's like, what is that's this guy sure. doing out here? All right, eight to six. Oh, man. Scraby leads. Tony's turn. How about uh, Roger Staubach? Roger Staubach. That's the name I've been trying to think of for like <laughs> couldn't come up with that three one. guesses now. Yeah, Super Bowl six against my Dolphins. Staubach was the MVP that day. It is now eight to seven. There are only seven correct answers left. Scraby, you've got the edge. Can you hold on to that edge? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying right. to think right now about some of those teens yeah, Super Bowls it's, it's that I have hard. no idea about. 
Seven left. Um, how about... Hmm. What about... I, I don't even know if this guy was on that team, but I'm thinking Miami Dolphins. They had an undefeated season. Brian Greasy? I'm not going to take it from you, but it's <laughs> it's not Brian Greasy. It's Bob Greasy. Oh, Bob Greasy. Ah! But Tony, Bob, you tell but, him. But never mind. Bob never won one anyway. So oh, you're, oh, okay. you're in good. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, the two Miami I MVPs think, eh. were Larry Zonka <laughs> and Jake Scott. So it is now eight to seven. Tony can tie it oh, no. at eight eight with one strike apiece. No, Tony, he hasn't tied it yet. Um, did oh. Hostetler get one? Oh. Jeff Hostetler. Oh. Interesting guess. Not correct. Dang. Wow. Otis Anderson was the MVP of that Super Bowl Who? for the Giants. OJ <laughs> Anderson, the running back. Oh, oh, I thought you said Tony's got two strikes. Scrape, you're in an enviable spot. You got a good spot there, Scrape. You're up eight to seven with uh, seven correct answers left. Scrape, you can really put the heat on here. What about Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger. God, you're almost sure he's on the Where not is he? Be on the list, is he? No, I'm, honestly, I'm looking for him. Heinz uh, Ward, Santonio Holmes were the MVPs. Mm. The year is Roethlisberger won. Mm. That is a strike. Ouch. Roethlisberger, not a Super Bowl Ouch. MVP. That's crazy. But so okay. now, Tony, you need one correct to force the pressure onto Scraby. Remember, three strikes and you're out. You both have two strikes. Scraby leads eight to seven. It's Tony's turn. Tony's oh got to come up with the gosh. goods. You're going to kick yourself. Both of you. Both of <laughs> Tony gonna pull it out. He's running out of time. I don't know what the we don't really ever have a time limit. No. That draws out the <sighs> drama. But I think we should have one now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! Did he uh, do it? Didn't Doug Williams get an MVP? First black quarterback. Yeah! Dang it. That was Super the Bowl other MVP. guy I was thinking about. Now the pressure's on Scraby. Woo! It's 8-8. Eight to eight. There are six correct answers left. You both have two strikes. Scraby, if you miss, you will strike out. If not, Tony will have to match you. There are six quarterbacks left that are Super Bowl MVP. I'm circling them right now. I don't know if that's not going to help either of you. I'm really thinking hard right now. Yeah. I know. I know. I need to get No, going. take your time. I mean, I don't want to rush you. Uh, I, this is the for the game. I mean, you got to you gotta think of one. Oh, my gosh. My brain is just like blank right now. Man, that's a hard one. You know what? There was a lot of Wait answers. I think that made it tougher. Wait. Did A.A. Ron win one? Who's that? Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't know. Are you telling? Yeah, is I'm that telling. Your guess? I'm telling. Is that your official guess? <laughs> yes, I, it I is. swear I just, when I said, wait a minute, that just came to my head. Aaron Rodgers, correct. <laughs> Scraby takes Sorry. the lead. Sorry. Tony has to get one now. You know that Doug Williams <laughs> logo, that Doug Williams pick spurred another one. Oh, uh, no. Bad oh news God. for you, Scraby. Mark Rippin, I Mark believe, Rippin. won one. He did. Oh, Redskins. Goodness. Two Redskins in a row for Tony. I'm nine to nine. Already? 
There are four answers left. Four quarterbacks are out there going, Say me! Say me! Oh, man. Super Bowl MVPs. Oh, no. For all the marbles. Um. Wow. This is bad, guys. Scraby, you came up with Aaron Rodgers. I'm really proud of you. I am, too. But you need another one, That was the one you said we'd be kicking ourselves about? I'm not saying anything. I don't want to give away any. I don't want to give away anything. Okay. 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 I got one more guess. I um, I'm about to say a guy that I don't know. I don't know the answer to. Trying to go back to my childhood in the '90s. Think about who won in the '90s. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna. I I don't think this is right, but I have nobody else coming to mind right now. But pretty sure the Patriots beat the Falcons. Drew Bledsoe. He never led them. You're gonna be so mad. You're so mad. I'm gonna tell you why you're mad. You because I picked the game, but I didn't. It is a strike. Yeah, it wasn't the Patriots that beat the Falcons. The Falcons won. No, it was the Broncos that beat the Falcons, and Elway? the MVP was John Elway. What am I doing? <laughs> was that their third strike? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? You know what's funny is that's who I, my next guest was going to be, yeah, was John Elway. That was it. John Elway would have got you through. The other three that you didn't name are much tougher, but doable. Phil Sims. I should have known that. Jim Plunkett. Nah, I would have. And all the way back to Len. Phil Sims with the Giants? Yes. Don't say Len Dawson. Len Dawson. I, I'm not four. kidding. I almost guessed him 500 times, but I didn't think he ever won. I just need you to cue my music, please. Cue his music. We got to get to break. Oh, my gosh. Tony hangs on for a thrilling win. More Gwen and Chris. Our interview of the day with Miles Bird of the is Aztecs. When we come back. More shenanigans. Tony doesn't remember anyone and comes up with Mark Rippin out of nowhere. <laughs> Tune in to kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Every week, Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysis from Boomer, picks from Mike, the biggest stories in the league packed into an hour. Friday night at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented nationally by Cosamigos Tequila. Cosamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Scraby, that was a uh, that was a good little showdown right there, man. Um, I'm sorry you ended up on the wrong side as you typically do. 0 and 2 on the 2024 year, 2 and 0 myself on the 2024 year. It's very suspect how you come up with these <laughs> things at the end when no one, when you're like I'm out of names. Yeah, it's I like, mean, listen, Doug Williams was the first black quarterback, okay. so I mean, this, it wasn't that. like I I came up with any names that were like no, I get I'll give off you, the the radar here. I'll give you that because. Um, I, I was trying to figure out his name, too, and I could not remember his name. Same with um, Roger Staubach. It took me, like, all of those guesses to to put his name together. Notice I said Broadway Joe. I couldn't remember his last name. Oh, so, name it? <laughs> man, I should have made you say the last name. I couldn't remember his last name, so I just said Broadway Joe. Um, who else did I have? Kurt Warner came to me super late. I mean, that's that's a fair one. That's a fair uh, one. Mark Rippon won is the only reason why I remember that game is because the Redskins just blew the doors off of, I think it was Buffalo that year. I don't remember that. They put up like 40 or 50 points in that Super Bowl. I think it was in Detroit. And Mark Rippon had like the game, I mean, this best game of his career, and it felt like in that, in that Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy because in my lifetime, 
The Washington football team has Not never been that. good. The, I caught the I caught the end of their run. Being I guess good. so because they were never good when I was growing up. Oh, they did. Uh, it was in uh, Minneapolis. Oh, it was Minneapolis. I knew it was a dome uh, in, in that Super Bowl. And I, and I remember sitting there watching it, and that game was over before it really started. Can you imagine being a Bills fan and losing four Super Bowls in a row? Because that was the last one, right? Well, no, that was the second one. The oh, last the one, they played the Cowboys back-to-back, and the Cowboys boat raced them in the first one 52-17, and the next one 30-13. to They weren't even, I mean, other than the Giant game, Right, which was the first that was loss. The first one. They, that, that was that was the one they lost by field goal. They didn't get. They got worse and worse. It seemed like after they the did. Super it went thirty-seven twenty-four with the Redskins, and then fifty-two seventeen thirty to thirteen. But I mean, I knew that the Cowboys. This is the reason I hate the Cowboys so much because in the nineties, right in my prime time of being a 49er fan, they went to the Super Bowl three out of four years. Yeah, I, I had I had cousins switching up on going from the Niners to the Cowboys. In Wait the a yeah, second. It, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty diabolical. It's like my brother. My brother was like a fan of whoever was hot at the time. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> Come on. He even bought a uh, my brother. My brother. This is my one of my biggest pet. It's not a pet peeve, but my brother in law who's from the Maryland area, hmm. D.C. area, is a Raven fan and a, a Commander fan. I mean, he's, he's cheering for one good team. The other right team's now, not. But there was, a, there was a time there where they, was, you know, it was, they were both pretty good. Yeah. It's like, bro, you don't get to be both sides. You know what? That's it's ridiculous. F- you can't be both sides, especially because, well, I guess the Ravens are in a different conference. I can kind of see it, but you can't cheer both. No, it doesn't make sense. I got me. into it with a friend over the weekend who is a massive Rams fan, but they also love the Eagles. And, I, and so they posted a picture of them in a Rams jersey, and then they posted a picture of them in a in an Eagles jersey, and I texted him. I said, you that's can't ridiculous. do this. That's ridiculous. How can you do this? Well, I just, you know, I like both teams. You're hedging. One of them. That's exactly right. But so neither just in one. case one of them's not good, you can just jump onto the to the other bag. It, it always made me happy when, in the, and I, I like actually like the Ravens organization, So, but it always made me happy when they were both struggling. Because then he, he had nowhere to go on now. All right. <laughs> let's get to break. All right. Let's not get to break. Let's uh, get to our interview of the day. Miles Bird, the sophomore guard from the Aztecs, joined us earlier for a nice conversation. First, here's some traffic. Joining us from the Aztecs. We are excited to have him on the program. Had a big game Saturday at the pit. Forward, sophomore, Miles Bird, guard, sophomore, Miles Bird. Hi, Miles. How are you? Thanks for joining us on the program. Appreciate it. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. We are uh, we're very fired up to have you on the show. Uh, talk a little bit about just uh, take us through the game Saturday. We saw some of the frustration you guys had. It was a bit of a physical game. I I don't you know I don't like to blame the referees. I'm sure Brian Dutcher isn't going to let you guys do that either. But when it's physical, you want to get some calls. It didn't seem like you were getting very many of them Saturday. Yeah, and you know, in a game, a game where you lose by twenty, you know, you can never. You never really put the blame on the refs. Of course, there were some uh, some calls that we would have liked to have or some calls that we would have liked to not be called. But, um, you know, that's what happens in the sport. You got you to deal with the refs that you're given, and, you know, you got to win the game without their help yeah. or without, you know, without them uh, affecting it. Yeah, especially in a tough place like the pit to play. That team uh, uh, certainly came out ready to play. Miles, this is your second year. Uh, just want to go back to last year a little bit. What what was last year like coming out of high school, 
kind of learning the ropes of, of this program and how have you been able to use that to to really have a, a standout year so far this season? I mean, I was I was maybe the eleventh or twelfth guy on a on a team with nine starters. So I mean, it was very beneficial for me uh, being on that team last year. You know, making the run, being able to see not only how our guys competed uh, day in and day out, but also to see like some of the highest basketball played in college basketball. You know going to the Final Four, Elite Eight, uh, playing Alabama in the Sweet 16. So a lot of learning opportunities there for me, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful for it. Well, Miles, we're all grateful watching that team play last year uh, from the television screen, from our living rooms. I mean, it's like the most exciting thing I've ever seen as a former Aztec. Tony's an Aztec. How was it sitting right there and watching it develop right before your very eyes? I I, I don't want to I don't want to put this all on last year because I want to talk about this year's team. But just one last moment to enjoy what you got to go through. Yeah, you know I think uh, I can tell everybody that I had some of the best seats to uh, all attendees. <laughs> best best run ever. <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't have complained. I I was sitting courtside enjoying it. <laughs> You know, I wasn't playing, but it didn't matter to me in the moment. And, like, now I'm seeing that it benefited me, so I can't complain one bit. So you go into the off season after, as you said, was a, a, an unbelievable ride. Uh, for you, obviously, the objective is to get on the floor and be a part of that ride. What did you set out to do this summer in order to, to kind of make your way into this rotation as you have? Uh, yeah, so, I mean – most people they go they get to go home for about two months over the summer. I actually stayed in a dorm on campus, and what I did was just work out, eat, try to put on some weight, and you know just stay around uh, the coaching staff and some of the guys that stayed out here. You know, summer's also a really good time where a lot of the alumni come back and we play open gyms two, three times a week. So you know, just staying out here, staying around the basketball, uh, staying away from distractions, and just ultimately becoming a better a better me. Miles Bird is with us from the San Diego State basketball team. They're having a great year. They're 14-3 and three and uh, getting set to host Nevada tomorrow night out at Viejas Arena. Miles, uh, talk about why you chose San Diego State. Your dad played at Villanova, and I, I understand they were interested in you. That's a pretty pretty awesome basketball program to go to. You're yeah. from you're from the West Coast, but what drew you to San Diego State? And so far, how happy are you with the decision? I mean, I was born in California. I was raised in California, and I've only lived in California. So I think I could easily call myself a Cali kid. So staying in California was definitely something that, you know, wasn't mandatory for me, but, you know, I, I ultimately would have liked that. Um, you know, Coach Dutch does a great job of just developing players, not only skill-wise, but IQ-wise. You know, if you come to San Diego State, you're going to learn how to play basketball the right way. You're going to learn how to be a, a really good defender, which translates to the next level. And that's where I want to go in the end of the day. I want to be an NBA player when I'm done here. So uh, I, I knew that coming here would be putting myself in a position to, you know, get there. And uh, who who wouldn't want to stay in San Diego, California? Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. You're smart, wise beyond your years, my friend. Miles, it, it, it certainly seems like just in this short conversation we have that, that 
you're in tune with the long game here, right? Whether it was yeah. sitting down and, and kind of absorbing last year and coming in this year, you mentioned you want to be, you want to get to the NBA. That's your end goal. Who, who is your game patterned after? I mean, you six seven guards. You can handle the ball. You can shoot the rock. I mean, who do you look at of the in the NBA? Who are guys you watch every day? Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I just had this conversation with one of our managers, uh, Shane Shane Geshwin, uh not too long ago. We were talking about how there's not a lot of six six, six seven, six eight point guards, and you know that's why I'm kind of trying to get my game to. So I mean, Cade Cunningham, the name that comes mm. up a lot, um, a guy who's been killing recently, and yeah. Tyrese Halliburton from Indiana. Um, Shea, uh, Shea Gilded Alexander, just big guards, guys that not only score at all three levels, but are really high-level uh, playmakers. Miles, uh, talk about what the veterans on this team, the guys coming back from last year, what is what what was their main message to you once you were, it was clear you are going to be part of this rotation in terms of what your contributions would be this year? And do you feel like there's a sense that, this season, something similar to what happened last March can still happen with this team, too. Oh, 100%. I mean, this team's just as talented, if not more talented, in my opinion, than last year. Uh, you know, the guys that came back who uh, were here, who had major roles for us last year, like Darion and Micah and Lamont and Jaden, you know, those four, they've been here. They played together for multiple years. And, uh, you know, we were actually a, tight, a tight-knit group last year, so – I had a really good relationship with all four of those guys. So, I mean, they welcomed me with open arms when, you know, when you're getting into the the eight-man rotation, nine-man rotation. So we've always built that relationship to where we can tell each other anything on the court, whether it's hard, you know, hard uh, judgment or whatever. But, like, yeah, I have a great relationship with them. I think uh, we have the talent and the depth to make the same run we did last year. Miles Bird joins a sophomore guard here at San Diego State. And, and Miles, you, last year's team was deep, as you mentioned, nine nine deep in that rotation. You guys aren't far off of that this year. And oftentimes, Chris and I, when we're talking about this 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 basketball team, we talk about the lack of respect, uh, not only that this that the San Diego Aztec team gets, but that the Mountain West gets in general from the basketball standpoint. Do you guys see that or feel that or feel the same way in terms of the kind of, you know, it just seems like the Mountain West just kind of gets pushed to the side in terms of their basketball prowess? Yeah, you know, we see that. But uh, one thing that Dutch always says, we do this every day or every every single time before a game. We huddle up in a circle with everyone in the locker room and we say that we hear no outside noises. So whoever's not in the circle can't affect our judgment, can't affect how we think about ourselves. So, uh, you know, any anybody in the nation who is overlooking us or overlooking our conference with how much great, great basketball we have inside of it, uh, I think it's on them. And, you know, they obviously don't watch enough. <laughs> no, no kidding. Miles Bird is uh, our guest, sophomore at San Diego State. We're keeping him for a while because he's a really good interview. We yeah. appreciate it, Miles. I hope you don't have somewhere yeah. to go, a class to do. Uh, what are your, some of your other interests? What do, do, Being in San Diego, you're playing basketball. It's probably number one, two, and three. But when you get a chance to do your fourth favorite thing, what what, what do you do? Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a competitor, so whether that's, you know, playing on the darts board in my crib with two of my roommates or <laughs> – you know, we're uh, we're playing video games together or some, but 
you know, most things I do is, is revolves around competition. Uh, I've always been around sports growing up. Basketball is actually my second best sport. I feel like I had to say this with uh, with Tony on the phone. I was a big baseball oh, guy. Oh, uh-huh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just sports in general. I love watching sports, you know. I think that's something I'm going to stay around regardless of what I do in my career. So, just competition in sports. Six, seven baseball players, Tony. There's not a whole lot of what, those what, out there. What, what, what position? I mean, I was – they called me wild thing. I threw it. I threw it maybe seventy five, eighty miles per hour at like twelve U, but I just couldn't control the pitches. Okay, so you throwing seventy five, eighty at twelve years old. Okay, six seven. I mean, it, that makes sense. Coming off the top yeah. of the bump, long arms. Yeah. That 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 definitely that definitely plays uh, in baseball. But Miles, hey man, it just continued success, man. It, it was a pleasure having you on today. You guys are off to a, despite the. Slight setback uh, last week. You guys are, are playing some good basketball, man. Yes, sir. Of course. Thank you. Keep it up, Miles. Appreciate the time, yep. man. We'll see you down at Viejas me. Arena. Yep. All right. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. There he goes, Miles Bird from the San Diego State basketball team. Nice kid. And, uh, you know, you hit it on the head, Tony. Not a lot of young guys, guys, his yeah, young guys that have the big picture in mind. I mean, how many guys would have transferred after last year? They wouldn't even a stat. They wouldn't have. You know, you come out of college, you're McDonald's All American guy, and you sit on the whole bench the whole season. He loved it. Most guys would be like, "How do I get out of here?" Now, listen, it helps to to make a run to the national championship. But that being said, I mean, when you watch him play this year so far, it's hard to believe he was he wasn't. It's not hard to believe because you know what San Diego State had last year, but. He's a good ball player. He's a really good ball player. And the fact that he was willing to sit down, take take whatever he could take in last year, coming off the bench, and now he's a part of the rotation on a very good Aztec ball club. Miles Bird, ladies and gentlemen. Great interview. Uh, man, I was very impressed. With Me Miles. too. Me too. Had a career-high 13 points in that New Mexico game, although it was in a loss. You're going to see plenty more from that young man. That's going to do it for today's show. Back at it again tomorrow. Marcus McNeil. A little rate the radio call. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you join. Have a good night. Scream show up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 